Welcome to Ipsy Weird. You know, one day we're going to cut back in the mics to me, you know, uh, to, to the intro theme and shit. And it's just going to, you know, be weird. But anyway. You would think this is going to be episode 12 that I would know how to use my soundboard and remember to push the fader back up for the soundtrack. Yeah, but uh, apparently you don't. I mean, there's like a solid 10 seconds of this, of this that's just going to get cut out now. Yeah. Or we could just leave it in there and people can start it and it's going to be quiet and you're going to wonder what the fuck's going on. Yeah, that's is my volume happen. not working? Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. No one wants to listen to silence. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, uh, do you not listen to silence on your days off? I don't think so. Okay. Just me then. I mean, I got like audio books, other podcasts. I'm always on YouTube watching something. Shit, I've been watching too much shit on YouTube lately. And then fucking, even when I go to bed, I put a podcast on and go to sleep. Okay. Like, there's nothing but audio going all day long here. I mean, I can't I can't actually live with silence. Silence drives me mad, but I've been watching way too much YouTube lately. I especially can't be living in silence now. I start hearing bumps in the night and shit. You spend too much time on the spooky side of YouTube? So much. Nukes Top 5's got me taken over right now. Yeah, dude, like, a, a, a reaction channel got me on the Nukes Top 5. Yeah, man. that's And I've seen some of those reaction uh, videos. I haven't watched them, but, like, I've seen, uh, like, Laid Back has uh, some Nukes yeah, Top 5. For some reason, Laid Back was going, uh, was doing, everybody, like, there's there was one reaction channel, uh, I think it's, like, the, the Martin family or something. Okay. The, but he was doing, like, he was, he, got, he was constantly getting hit with copyright strikes for reacting to music. So he said, fuck it. I'm going to switch it up and react to this stuff. And he's the first one I saw like reacting to like Nukes Top 5 and other Top 5s and Top 10s and other weird shit that wasn't music related. You know, the only thing I'm going to say about Nukes Top 5 is, I mean, how many videos can you have that are Top 5 ghosts caught on camera? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that is one thing. Is like, you can't, like, every, like, every, maybe it's Top 5 of the week. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I get the idea behind it, right? I mean, he's taking the top five that people are sending him in, piling them together, and, and making a, a top five video out of it. But just to call it top five cost, uh, caught on video is, you know, it, it gets a little repetitive. Um, yeah, but he, like, well, last week he did the top 20 of the year, so. I haven't seen that one. but yeah, uh, It's an hour long. I was like, I ain't got an hour for well, spooky. I'm like, also, I mean, mind you, I just got on Nuke Top Five channel, so. Uh, I mean, I've got a lot of shit to go through. And when I see the videos that are like 25 minutes long, and I'm over here trying to watch them in my car sitting in the parking lot, I'm like, I don't, I don't really have 25 minutes to spare right now. So, um, you know, I've been watching a lot of the ones that are like 11 minutes, 12 minutes long. Yeah, so I was watching them this morning. I was like, maybe me and Nick are probably going to start talking. Let me watch a couple more Nukes Top 5 before we start recording. You know, some of these things, yeah, I, I feel like we've talked about this before, how I'm a believer, but you're a skeptic. Yeah. Um. But some of these videos have me kind of skeptic, too. Uh, and it's not so much skeptic of the supernatural. It's just I, I can't believe half of the videos that are that are put out. I mean, they just the the vibe and the feel to them are a little fake. And sometimes the reactions seem legitimate, like the people are legitimately scared. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's not staged. It means I go into watching those and I'm immediately going, how do they pull it off? Yeah. And when you when you watch something and like he. You know, he's like wa- like watching a door, and a door swings open. And you, in your mind, you're obviously they went left. If the, whoever's behind the door, they ran left, mm-hmm. and the camera goes right. Mm-hmm. 
He's like, no, the obvious way to look would be left. When he opened it, the obvious way he would have ran is left if the guy who was ever messing with the door. But yeah. you went and looked right. Yeah, it's to give that person time to, to get out of the and way. That's, the, that's how I go into watching these videos. I'm like, okay, how is that? Okay, that, that could have been like, you know, fishing wire and this. And like, why is it? Like, especially the ones that get me really, they like, don't really like skeptical about are the actual paranormal hunters and the paranormal channels. Yeah. Because I'm like, your job is to find paranormal stuff. Yeah. The ones that get me a little more weird, weirded out is the ones that like, they have nothing to do with paranormal stuff. And just so happened that there was something weird going on in the background that a, a, an audience member caught, a viewer caught. Right. And they're like, Hey, what the fuck is that dude? And they're like, Holy fuck. I, and then, you know, they didn't see it or anything. Yeah. Well, so like I was watching one that, it's, it was this guy in a, an abandoned um, building or something. And I want to point out, in this abandoned building, all of the fucking windows were just open, right? I mean, it's like there were no windows in the frame. It was just fucking open, open structure building and shit. And a door would shut, and he would run in and take a look around and see what was going on, but there was nothing there. And how do you explain this? Meanwhile, right behind him, or right behind this door that shut is a giant open fucking window on a first floor level. Like you're going to sit here and tell me that it's not feasible that somebody probably just slammed that door and jumped out the window. Yeah. There's that also like even in this apartment, which you, apparently you saw some, some figure in my kitchen at one point, but <laughs> I think you're just hopped up on caffeine or something. Uh, well, or, you know, I'm smudging the glasses too. Yeah. But if you have like your windows open, like in any house, if you, if you have the bedroom door, like the bedroom window open and the door open, the breeze and whatnot and the, the circulation of air will pull that door closed. Right, correct. Yeah, it, it creates a vacuum inside the room and shit, too. Yeah, so I'm, I used to be sitting here, I'm like, how the fuck did that door close? And you open up the you open a bedroom door and you go, oh, the window's open. So, mm-hmm. that, you know, it pulled the door. Yep. Yeah, so. I mean, so now, also, I'd like to point out, uh, like, believer or not, right? I mean, you have, well, I mean, you kind of have to be a believer for this, to, for this but um, paranormal situations paranormal activity is is so rare that i mean you're going to catch more stuff on evp uh evp emp 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 i don't know where evp came from um you're going to catch more stuff on emp much more frequently than you're actually going to see visual sightings so visual sightings are are extremely fucking rare um but it seems like everybody and their fucking brother has a video on youtube about how oh look at this weird thing i saw behind me Right, like I mean, that's it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up, um, you know, just with the the amount of activity that you see all over the internet, it it wouldn't. And my little understanding of it, like you know, I go into like hardcore skeptic, but like if you saw like orbs, but then you saw like mist, and then a like a like a figure, a shadow figure, those are three different types. Like you, all three of those shouldn't be present. Correct. In the video, so when you watch a video and go, there's strange orbs here. And then next there's strange mist, and then next there's a, you know, a shadow figure, and then next like things are being thrown around. You're like, to, to my understanding, those are, which, yeah, those are entirely different categories. Yeah, those are those are different spirits, different entities. So it's not all. It's either you have four different entities in that building, which is entirely improbable, or you just go, what are people looking for in, uh, in scary videos? I need orbs, I need mist, I need shit thrown around, and you go make your video, and you're like, that's not. Yeah, I, I saw one where this uh this lady and her dog um, were sleeping on the couch. She had put up a camera because she'd been reporting or seeing activity in the home. And while she's while they're sleeping on the couch, a, a photo or a, a picture, <coughs> excuse me, 
falls off the wall and as if it was thrown. But when you watch this thing, it looks like it's, it's hung up on the wall and one corner of it drops out and then it falls to the ground. And it's clearly obvious that it was just hung up on two points. It, this picture was on the wall at two points. The hook on the one corner popped loose and swung, you know, as a result. And, and that swing caused it to fall off the wall. I mean, there's nothing paranormal about that, but it got, it got put on one of those fucking top five videos as if it was, uh, if, as if it was creepy, if it was unnatural, but like stuff falls off the wall all the time. It's changing in temperature and, and air pressure and everything can cause a hook to fall off the wall. Yeah. I mean, the one I watched like the other night was, uh, the guy was in this like abandoned house and there's like a, an accordion sitting on the table, like on a table <laughs> And he's like in the other room, and someone's playing. Like he's in the room, and it's being played. And he's like in the other room, and it's being played. He's like, that's that's kind of creepy. Yeah, I mean that that stuff kind of freaks me. That's out the ones that creep me out when you're like, um, he's in the room, and I can't really explain how that accordion is moving right now. And we did just see like a shadowy mist go into the accordion, kind of. And you're like, I don't, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how that one's going working out. Yeah, and then there's the ones like uh like the one you made me watch that two parter, dear David, uh. Now, upon original investigation of this video, I mean, it's kind of fucked up. It's a little bit creepy, right? I mean, this guy's got sleep paralysis, and he's having dreams of of a little boy with his head dented in and shit. And in one of his dreams, uh, a little girl tells him, that's dear David. You can ask him two questions, but if you ask him a third, he will try and kill you. <laughs> and, oh, well, what happens then? Now, of course, he has another dream about dear David. So, dear David, how did you die? Dear David, what happened? Oh, and then I forgot. I couldn't ask him a third question, so I asked, who pushed the shelf? He didn't answer, but he started walking closer. And then, you know, all around his house, fucking Dear David would pop up all over the place. And the at the very end of the last one, I mean, he's standing at the corner of his bed and gets on the corner of, or gets on his bed on top of him while he's sleeping, looks right at the camera, you know, the whole works. The shit that's like it's trying to freak you out. And when I'm watching this, I'm like, damn, that's that's like, that's good quality shit right there. I mean, um, I did a little investigation after that, though. I dug in. I started reading the comments. This guy got a movie deal or was in talks for a movie deal for these Twitter posts that he put out for this shit. I mean, it's it was a hoax. It was all fake. It was all story. He just wanted to. He's a writer. He's an author. But I mean, damn, that's that's like that's good creative writing. I have to I have to give it to him. But, I mean. <clears throat> skeptics everywhere believers everywhere but you know there's there's stuff about people will say that um these ghosts are always following the the people who are recording themselves singing or dancing or something like that and that's those are demon spirits trying to lure them to the devil because performance and entertainment and shit like that is the work of the devil um you know illuminati of course shit like that yeah um i don't know he's like the one i watched this morning was uh it was uh, it was like she watched a uh, a cursed video. I'm like, what fucking loser? What is it? The ring now? <laughs> hey, come on, you're not. That's not even that creative. Oh, you know what I hate is those ones where it's like people who listen to this sound have been cursed, and immediately it plays the sound and shit. Like you can't. It doesn't give you enough time to prepare to be like, damn, do I want to listen to the sound? Hold on a minute. But it just immediately, per- people who have listened to the sound have been cursed for their entire lives. It's like, fuck me, man. You didn't give me a chance. Yeah. No, which, which weird though, you know, I am skeptical, but sometimes when you know, I'm like, I don't really want to listen to that sound. Yeah. Well, cause it's, it's, it, it digs into the um, paranoid 
you know, feelings yeah. of, of, of a normal person. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not switching too far off topic here, but like, have you fucking listened to number stations? No. Fucking number stations are terrifying. Okay. I mean, I, I have to hear more about this, but. You don't know what uh, fucking, they're like, I, I can't speak on numbers. I don't know much about them. Uh-huh. But the podcast I listened to did a little investigation into fucking number stations. And that's just creepy. It's just like way out in the middle of nowhere, these random towers. Spe- uh, like, like Not like every hour on the hour, but at very precise times, they're sitting out like codes. Uh-huh. And it's usually like in like Russia and shit for like, you know, sending out like information needed to other people. So you tune in your radio to the certain channel, listen to these codes, and it's random gibberish like, It'd just be like six, four, eight, two, five, seven, eight, and then be static, and then it'll repeat or repeat. And some of them are just like weird noises and other shit, and they're just out in the middle of nowhere, and some people don't know what the fuck they're connected to, and they're just creepy. Okay, I mean I, that sounds something I should look into. Yeah, um, like I said, I, I'm not really authority of speaking on number stations. I avoid number stations. Anybody talking about number stations, they creep me out. Okay. Because that's like they're actual things. Like you can go dial into them, and I'm like, I don't want to know what's going on. I don't want to know what those codes are. I don't know what they're. I don't want to know what they're fucking doing over there. I feel like we should uh, on a on a similar topic. I feel like we should check out Randonautica. No, <laughs> I mean, because you keep seeing all these other videos too about people. They find a pin on Randonautica and they take them to a place with a fucking a car with a dead body in it or some shit like that. Well, or, like the most famous one is these people. Uh, they were on Randonautica and they fucking uh, brought them to a beach with a suitcase, and the suitcase smelled horrible. And they fucking like called the police or something. And there was a fucking body in it. That's crazy, man. That's fucking like crazy. a lot of those random. I, I look at those random Nautica stuff and I'm like, yeah, like th- there's that one where the guy goes to uh, like in the middle of the woods to like a broken down car, mm-hmm. and this, this thing there says want to play a game or help me, but the audio is too crisp on the on the on the fucking voice. The saying like want to play a game and help me is too crisp. I'm like, that that sounds like that was added in after the fact. Yeah. Well, so like the one, the one you were talking about with the uh, the suitcase. I haven't seen this one, right? But it's on the Nukes top five somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'll come across it at some point. But all right, so let's let's theorize on this thing a little bit. Um, taking away the fact that you're a skeptic, anyway, this suitcase. Do you think like I don't even know how random nautica to work? Is it is it just like it randomly gives you a GPS well, point, or it, or are there pins set up around the world and shit? No, to my understanding is like. I don't think you type anything in. I think you just in your like in your mind and your body you you think of something, like what is your intent? And if you think of like evil, you think of curiosity or whatever. What whatever your intent is when you open up the app, so it's like reading your mind or something. I don't know how it works. I don't know if you type it in. It's like I want to see something spooky or I want to see something happy, or if it's it's in my understanding because I, I haven't fucking downloaded or looked too much into it. But it's like it on your whatever your intent is, it will find something. Related to that, and I don't know if you're typing that in or if you're just thinking it. Okay. But if you're just thinking like I want to see something fucked up, and then a, a pin shows up on your fucking map, and you're like, all right, I guess I'll go here, and then it shows you the fucked up thing. That's in my mind. That's how it works. I don't know how it works. Yeah. But. Well, because I was gonna say, do you think like, do you think like the spirit of this dead body in the suitcase, fucking, dropped this pin because he wanted to be found? Or do you think like the person that killed this person and put him in a suitcase dropped this pin because he wanted him to be found? Yes, yeah, I just don't know how those pins work. Yeah, I don't, I don't either. But but uh, 
that'd be that'd be some shit, right? I mean, because yeah, you know, like how do like how does the app know that there's something there? Because you can't have like people doubt around the world, you know, waiting to put pins down. Like mm-hmm. it just randomly picks an area that of your interest of your intent. Like I don't know, and like I, said, I don't know how it generate how it knows what your intent is if you're typing it in or just thinking it. Yeah. From what one of the videos I watched, it sounded like you just think it, and then it puts pins on the map. I have a hard time believing that one, man, because I don't I don't really believe in like psychic activity. Well, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's just like you open up the app and it probably randomly generates pins for you. Is I think how it works, and then it tells you to you know think of something and it randomly generates pins for you. Okay. Is I think how it works. So we're gonna download this one day. Fuck or? no! Come on, man, just one time. Absolutely not. I'm not gonna do it alone. Not on my phone either. <laughs> I'll put it on mine. Fuck it. All right, so we put it on your phone, and then uh, sure. Now you don't believe anyway, so. Yeah, but it's still fucked up. Okay, but like, I mean, what's the worst case scenario? We go into the fucking forest, and there's a fucking dude dressed up as a clown waiting for us. Yeah. And then we fucking it's two against one, man. All right, I'm fat and out of shape. <laughs> Carry a baseball bat. That ain't gonna help. Carry a fucking machete. I don't know. I got a couple of them too. I'm, I'm just saying. And now we're going into the woods. Like we we, we plan to murder a clown in the woods. <laughs> Not murder. Just defend ourselves against a clown in the woods. Damn. I mean, if it comes down to it, and it's his life or ours, then I'm not dying. Not yeah. to a clown, at least. Yeah, I don't. Know. It's just it's like, it's like I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe in ghosts, spirits, fucking paranormal, aliens, none of that. Like, you don't believe in aliens? What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Yeah. Are you so pompous to believe that we're the only beings in the entire universe? Well, when I, when I, like, no. I I can believe in, like, we, we can't be the only fucking... Now, you know, to, maybe if you want to clarify and say you don't I, believe that they visited Earth. Well, but... Like I, said, there, I know... I, I can't sit here and go, we're the only intelligent life on Earth, uh, on the in the universe. There's got to be something else out there. I haven't seen it. I don't know it, but I can't sit there and write it off. But it's like, I guess the word I don't believe in aliens it was the wrong way to put it. But like what we depict as aliens, wow. and that shit is what I'm is what is more what I'm leaning towards, of like not believing in like what we've what we have seen. So like the the long oval head, gray body, yeah. skinny body, and shit like that. Like shit like that, or like you know whatever else has been posted out there as like aliens that. I don't, I don't believe in lo- that stuff. But to sit there and or have they visited Earth? Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I'm not gonna sit here and go. I don't believe they visited Earth. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna say that. But to say that there's none of they don't exist. Right. That's wrong because I don't fucking know. I haven't been to space. I fucking you know how much shit's out there. Yeah. We can't be the one. We don't. We don't even know a fraction of the entire. Yeah. Universe. So. So me saying I don't believe in aliens, that's probably they worded badly. It's just like what we have depicted as aliens and what people talk about as aliens. I'm like, I don't believe in that. That's fair. But I am fucking scared of them. <laughs> okay. So, Does that make like I, I ghost, aliens, oh, paranormal? I've got, I've got the perfect, perfect. I don't believe in it, but I am scared of it. 100% one day. I'm going to tape a fucking alien cutout to your window. Don't do that. And when you wake up in the morning, actually, I'm going to tape it to the front door here. So it's peeking in the front door here. Uh, when you wake up, when you're going to walk out here, there's going to be a fucking alien peeking in the fucking door. Yeah. I, I might have told you this, and I, I don't. I might have told you this, but we went out, and uh, we went out to the movie theaters like wait like 
early 2000s, whatever, whenever Saul came out. Okay. And the little fucking puppet that rides a tricycle. Yeah. All right, well, I watched Saul, and, you know, it's a, you know, it's a thrill, thriller horror movie. Yeah. It's not that's not really scary or horror, but it's like... Suspenseful. Suspenseful, that's the word. But that little fucking doll creeped me the fuck out. Jigsaw. Well, is the dog well, the, the doll? The is Jigsaw not, is the person, person behind the doll, but yeah. yes. But the little doll creeps me out. Now, for some reason, there is a plastic. It, there's a plastic Santa Claus that was looking out the window, at at my house I was staying at the time. So it's dark. It's late at night. We're coming back home, and I'm walking up the steps, and that little Santa Claus was the fucking Jigsaw puppet, and I was fucking terrified. <laughs> Beautiful. And I was like, fuck, I ain't going, fuck that house. That's beautiful. And even though I know it was a movie, I know it's a fucking puppet, and it's fucking, you know, none of it's real, but, but for a brief second, the Santa Claus that was po- peeking, peeking out the window was the jigsaw puppet. I'm like, I ain't, nope, I'm not fucking with that. That's awesome. That's the greatest thing in the whole world. And then the same thing, way back when I was younger, uh, my sister would show me those fake uh, alien autopsy photos. Oh, yeah. I way back those. in the day. Yeah. And she would also play the X-Files theme song. Oh, man. And to this day, the X-Files theme song scares the shit out of me. Ooh, 100%. I'm putting that on the soundboard one day. It's You don't have control of the soundboard. No, I'll, I'll figure this shit out, man. But No, but what sucks is they fucking play it like in the grocery store during Halloween time. Oh, man. So I'm fucking at well, work. You know what? Honestly, though, lucky you, man. When I worked at, a, at the fucking... I, I've said it already before. When I worked at Kmart, man, they used to just play Thriller on repeat. I would say it's usually Thriller and some other stuff. But for some reason, the X-Files theme song hit the fucking playlist at the grocery store, and I was like, freaked the fuck out for a second. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, wait, I'm in a grocery store. I'm not a little kid in the basement fucking getting shown alien autopsy photos. The aliens are coming free, man. And what, what's terrible is, like, as an adult now, I want to, like, people say the X-Files is good. It's a good shit series to watch. I've only seen bits and pieces original with the original series yeah. with my dad. So, And I'm like, fuck, I want to watch that, but fuck, I can't watch the... Just skip the intro every time. So, <laughs> you like Men in Black, right? I mean, it's about aliens, too. Yeah, but it's more goofy and comedy, and, yeah. the, you know, it's... Yeah, that's fair. Um, What about... All right, so you don't believe in any of that shit. What about, like, uh, uh, like mythical creatures? Like fucking Chupacabra or... Chupacabra, Bigfoot, Nessie. Yeah, stuff like that. The cryptozo- Cryptozoic? Uh, maybe. I think the, the, the crypto... Yeah, the cryptozoology, cryptozoic yeah, stuff. If that's what it's called, yeah. Yeah. Um. Not really either. Yeah, I mean, so... Uh, when, when I got my grandfather saying that he saw Bigfoot in the woods behind his house, it's kind of hard, you know, it's not... I, I There's a special place in my heart to want to believe that Chupacabra exists. Um... Maybe not exists as we think, but like I think there is something out there that resembles what we what we have depicted as the chupacabra. Yeah, but it's not like some mythical creature. It's probably like some like just something coyote like thing that just preys on goats. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now like stuff like Nessie. Uh, Nessie was actually hard debunked like decades ago, um, unfortunately, because I think that would be kind of cool for the Loch Ness monster, but because uh, I don't think. You know, from my personal opinion with, of the Loch Ness Monster, I don't think he was ever harmful in any kind of way. He was just a giant fucking sea creature that lived in the nest or in the loch. Um, but uh, I, as far as my understanding goes, that one was hard debunked decades ago, which is a little bit unfortunate. Yeah, the, 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 those original photos and whatnot. And yeah. 
Yeah, but like once again, when you start talking about the sea and the ocean and the fact that we don't fucking know what's in that ocean, I think we only, as human, I think we only actually know like five percent of the ocean. Yeah, and the fact that we're getting giant squids and shit showing up when we thought giant squids were like extinct and shit, not even extinct, but like mythical and like like the kraken and shit like that. Those are fairy stories and story. You know, we don't. That's just storytelling from back in the day. And then you go. Oh, look, a giant fucking squid walk and wash it up on shore. And you're like, well, fuck, that was real. You ever think about the fact that uh, the bottom of the ocean that we can't see is just littered with dead bodies and sunken ships? I don't, I don't know how much thought into it, but... It's, uh, but it's crazy to think about, man. Like, there's... Pro- there's there, uh, we can't see. Like, we have no way of actually seeing that deep into the ocean currently. We can only get so deep and... Even that is kind of terrifying to what we know. But we don't know what's below that. We haven't seen anything below that. There's fucking, like you said, giant squids and shit that we didn't even know were around. But here they are washing up on shore. Yeah, so the, the, the ocean's terrifying. <laughs> um, and the ocean makes up, what, like 70-something percent of the planet? Yeah. yeah. No, fuck that noise. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's too many unknowns to sit there and, you know, like I like I can sit here and go, I don't believe in... I don't believe in God. I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in this and that. I don't, you know, but it's like, there's too much unknown for me to be a hundred percent certain on it. That's, that's my favorite and least favorite thing about existence is I, I have a passion for the unknown, right? I want to know the unknown. I know there is so much that I will never know in my lifetime, but I want to know about it. And it's, it's kind of backwards, right? Because I mean, my biggest thing about religion and, you know, I don't believe in God either, but that's also, it's one of those things I can't see it. I can't believe in it, but I'm hypocritical because I, here I am. I can't see aliens, but I believe aliens exist. Um, you know, I, I can't see paranormal and spirits, but I believe they exist. Although again, uh, I have had my own paranormal experiences in my lifetime, but that, that helps. But I mean, as an adult, as you know, a, a full minded, stable person, I haven't had any paranormal experiences, but I still believe they exist. Yeah, I mean, I sit there and I think a lot, like, you know, what if, is that, are they, are they real? Is this real? Is that true? Like, or I'll sit there and go, I'll be watching, like, these mysteries, like, what is it, uh, the Cooper guy, the guy who, like, fucking stole all that money, got in the plane, and Oh, D.B. Cooper? D.B. Cooper. Like, I want to know what the fuck happened to him. Yeah. Like, and I sit there and dwell on, like, like, how, like, what happened to that guy and all those other mysteries and weird things. I watch like, YouTube like, channels all day long about these mysteries. Like what the fuck happened to these people? Like the fucking Bermuda triangle and shit. Oh yeah. The Bermuda view, triangle shit. And, uh, like there's that weird shit where, uh, like a plane with like 50 passengers disappeared mm-hmm. and then magically showed back up on the runway with fucking 50 skeletons in it. Yeah. Like what the fuck what happened the there? Fuck, yeah. And you're like, like, I want to know all that. Like I, I'm sitting there, I'm curious about this and, Hey. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of fucking weird and unknown shit in the world. And you know, there's so I'm going to I'm going to go off the cuff a little bit here. Um there is there is the potential uh, that this is all like, you know, put your tinfoil hats on people. Um I'm out of tinfoil. There's the whole possibility that like what if we're living in a fucking simulation? Oh, we were going matrix simulation shit <laughs> like, like in this shit out of here. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I don't actually believe we're in a simulation, so hear me out here. I'm all about cyberpunk futuristic world, but fucking simulation bullshit. Get out of here. Again, I don't actually believe this, but, like, what if these are all just fucking glitches in a simulation, right? It's 
these these planes that went missing they just fucking blipped off off the simulation because there was a glitch on the back end um you know the whole the bermuda triangle is just a a a black hole if you will in the simulation so when things go in it, it they just get sucked in and they're gone um but you think over like over time, like who's running the simulation? Well, how do we? What's to say that this simulation isn't happening in the blink of an eye, out in the real world, right? So what if you know you say all this time, but we've been here for fucking uh, millions and millions of years. But what if that millions and millions of years has all happened over the course of a few hours? But still, hey, whoever's running the simulation, just like video game programming. You find the glitch, you fix the bug, you you fix it. And they're working on it, but it takes time. <laughs> it takes time to fix something. They have to go back through, do all the coding and shit like that. Um, or, or you think they intentionally leave it there just to fuck us? And that's entirely possible too, right? But and then you know that that helps. That could explain situations like deja vu. People have deja vu because they've actually lived this fucking simulation. Did you just already recently watched the Matrix or something? No, I didn't actually. This all just kind of came to my head just now. I don't you know. You watched the Matrix last night. I, I didn't. I actually haven't seen the Matrix in probably a good decade or so. But um, but no, like it, it could it could help explain deja vu. You experience deja vu because you've lived this part of the simulation before. This they're just replaying the simulation, trying to work out the kinks and the bugs. And they and, just rewind you, they, and they yeah, and they rewound it to the last uh, checkpoint, and and here you are living it again. Um, you know, maybe ghosts and shit are just previous points in the simulation that aren't there anymore. Um, but they weren't; they didn't entirely erase the code. They just they they covered over it or something like that. I don't know, man. I'm just I'm just off the cuff right now. I'm just going into full on conspiracy theory mode. I mean, I like I like the idea. I mean, this but, could be a fucking movie, man. Like, the, more so than The Matrix. We could expand on this. We could make a whole fucking movie deal out of this. It needs some work, but... <laughs> I like the idea. I'm not going to put much thought into it, because that's just stupid. Come on, man. It's genius. He's like, we got we got the guy in the fucking room with the 8 million monitors. That the guy was running the fucking simulation. Like, come on. Well, like, I mean, there's a team of people. I mean... There's well, a team of and, people now? Well, yeah. You, it can't be one person running an entire fucking simulation yeah. and shit. I think there's a team of people that would get some of the fucking kinks out by now. Again, you don't know what the timeline's like, right? For for us, what could be, you know, 14 billion years could have been, you know, a day for them. All right, maybe they've ran this simulation, you know, 100 times over. Because they're they're trying to figure out all the kinks and they're trying to make it work. But you got to take into the consideration the entire lifespan of the Earth. Right, the Earth is like 4.6 billion years old, right? And it's going to live to be about 14 billion years old. So maybe they're running a 14 billion year simulation just for Earth um, because that's all the intelligent life that we know at this moment in time. Um, and they, it just they have to play this whole thing out. And it could take a long time to play the whole simulation out. And then they're working out the kinks and shit, but it's all happening in a split second. I'm just saying. <laughs> now you're thinking about it. Well, I mean, it's a cool idea. I, you know, I play a lot of role playing games and other, and I like storytelling and world building. And I, I would sit there and I would spit there, sit there and spend my day writing this out and world building this idea. That sounds cool. And I'd throw it into like a cyberpunk campaign or something. But you know what? Silly. This has inspired me. I'm gonna write another book, man. Yeah. I'm gonna write a whole another book. I'm gonna do this one on my own though. Unless you want to write this one with me. I mean, I'll help you do some world building. But uh, we're, I'm going to write another book. This one's going to get published, too. 
This is going to go out big, live, the whole world. It's going to be written as a true story, too. I don't think you can claim it for it to be a true story. I can. Okay. <laughs> this is a book about my life. And, yeah. Uh, autobiography written by me. Uh, it spans the entire course of the 14 billion year old world. Anyway, I'm just saying, man, that was that was actually, that was kind of a fun topic. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it's just like okay, you got a team of people. Where is this team of people? I mean, who fucking knows? I mean, as far as we know, Earth is a simulation, right? So maybe they're on the planet Flex Four or some shit like sure. that. And and I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. I haven't thought out the details yet. Maybe humans don't actually exist. So now what? Now. You're onto their scheme. These people that are running this program, you're onto their scheme. What do they do about you? I'm not on their scheme. I don't have free will. This is all so, this is all fucking written. They so, wrote me to be on this scheme. So you're not breaking their code and going off the cuff and they gotta hunt you down nope. with Mr. An- you know, nope, they wrote me this way. Like Mr. Anderson and hunt you down and Yeah, nope. They wrote me this way. I am not the chosen one. Um I am not the one. I'm not gonna like just pause the simulation and dodge bullets and shit. No. Um this is all written. This is all part of their plan. They want people to be suspicious of their coding to to make it seem a little bit more believable. No. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's like the Truman Show. You ever seen the Truman Show? I have not. Basically, this dude lives in a TV show and he doesn't know it. His entire life, he is born and raised. The Truman Show is about him, but people all around the world are watching his life and he doesn't know it's all a show. And it's all acted out and scripted out and everything. He just thinks it's his life. And then he finds out it's a TV show and he starts breaking free from it. Crazy shit. I mean, it's it's a decent Jim Carrey movie. But... Sure. <laughs> all right, I'm done. Oh, man, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> no more conspiracies. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, I mean, like early in the uh, early in the podcast, like live, like when we're sitting there thinking about like topics and ideas, like before we hit record for episode one, I was like, we could go like crazy with conspiracies. I I do sit there and spend my time on on the internet looking up all this dumb shit or doing watching those stupid uh, interviews with like Joe Rogan and the fucking what the crazy nut guy that's you know been on his show like twice now. I forget his name, but uh, and just the conspiracy craziness going on there. I'm like, I could dig deep. Like not right now because I've been like I've been kind of like throwing that stuff in the trash, like getting like filtering my my brain out of the conspiracy theory. I'm like, all right, yeah, we're not gonna sit there and go conspiracy theory on this fucking. You know, I go down that rabbit hole. And now you bring it all back. I'm like, fuck! I, I'm trying to redig up, going through my trash can, trying to find all the information I used to have. I mean, I'm not like a conspiracy nut. Don't get me wrong. I I enjoy the good old classic conspiracy theory, right? Like the all the 9/11 conspiracies. I love those mostly because it's you know it's my birthday and shit. So um, I, I get down to that. But I don't necessarily believe in conspiracy theories. They're just interesting to me. Right, hearing them and hearing different people's perspective on what the real events ha- were that took place, um, you know. So I can't tell you I'm well versed in a bunch of different conspiracy theories. I'm not, but when I hear one that sticks to me, I'm like, damn, that's a fucking good one. <laughs> right, like, uh, I mean, even sometimes down to very stupid ones like conspiracy theories about a TV show, like how Ash Ketchum is in a coma. And that's why he hasn't aged in fucking 30 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know about that, that being a conspiracy theory. I think that's just like, you know, just a theory. A fan fiction. Yeah, fan fiction or fan fan theory. Yeah. And, I, you know, I like those. Yeah. As they, because it, it, it wraps everything up nicely. We're like, how come he doesn't age? How come 
every police officer is the same. How come this? How come that? And you go, I like it. It makes sense that you make putting Ash Ketchum in a fucking, you know, in that little bubble that you've made. Like, he's in a coma. It's like, oh, it, everything kind of makes a little bit more sense. That's why he's not aging. That's why this, all these things are the same. Or, I like it. Or in, like, or in Red and Blue when you kill uh, Gary's Raticate. Uh, you know, because he's on the team up until saying it. SSN, SSN, uh, and then after that, you see him in Lavender Town, uh, mourning over a lost friend, and he doesn't have Radicate on his team anymore. He killed it. It's dead. Yeah, but that's not necessarily the conspiracy theory. That's just like fan theories. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I, I dig down those two. Like, there's fucking YouTube shit that's just like two guys that do nothing but uh, fan theory Harry Potter to death. Yeah, and, and yeah, and and we've talked about that a little bit before too, because it's not like. The author didn't write that. So that doesn't make it good because the author didn't write that. You theorize that and that's what makes it good, but it's not yeah, like it's not you don't you can't give the author credit for something that was good when it wasn't what they wrote. Yeah, and this is like it, it it's a little weird area, like when you when you first read Harry Potter, you know, it's 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 a pretty good story, you know, it's it's all right. But when you when you start digging deep, not even digging that deep, you're like, Well, the time turner doesn't make much sense. All of Voldemort's plans are kind of silly and ridiculous, and there's easier ways to pull it off. So you can't take out a fucking ten year old. Yeah, and you're like, this man's like sixty years old. Voldemort's like sixty or seventy years old, and uh, like he can't come up with a better plan than what he's coming up with. And it just like you start dig- digging a little too deep, and you're like, a lot of this isn't making sense. Like even at the end, where he's like, or oh, Harry's the master of the Elder Wand, and you're like. So me, him just grabbing the wand from Draco, just snatching it out of his hand, now he's the master of all wands Draco's ever possessed? That doesn't make any sense. What about when they're sitting there practicing dueling and they're fucking um, yeah. Expelliarmus and disarming wands, like all those wands in school, like they're, they're switching ownership all the time. Mm-hmm. He's like, you put that in the end of the book, but that means like when they're in the dueling club in the second book, like, or any other time Harry has used that spell the wands have switched allegiance. Like, or how does the wand know when it's practiced or not practiced? And like, how do you, like, it doesn't make any, yeah. You start digging up holes real quick. And then you got these two guys on the internet. There's more, but there's uh, there's one, there's one channel I watch in particular, the super Carlin brothers. They, they put so many theories in there and you go, and it starts making the world make more sense. And you're like, Oh yeah, this is making sense. Like when they had did a whole like seven part, a series on Dumbledore's big plan and it makes all the things that may, don't make a lot of sense make more sense be like he's at the end of the book when Dum- spoiler Dumbledore dies oh no you spoiled it they spoiled it before the book came out too <laughs> but uh you know you go oh shit he dies and then in, in his will he leaves Ron the Deluminator and then it's it's answered in the book why did Dumbledore leave it to him is because he knew Ron was going to get pissed off and leave the group and want to come back. That doesn't make any sense. So you go, why? what was Dumbledore's original plan for Ron to have the Deluminator? And then you know, they go through and uh, they explain it a little bit better. And like That makes more sense. They, Dumbledore had a plan, but unfortunately Dumbledore died not at the right moment, so he wasn't able to get a lot of things in place, so they had to wing it. And the the Deluminator helped him in a different way than what Dumbledore planned for him to have it in. What was the intentional plan? Well, according to these guys, it's 
Like, Hermione was supposed to figure out about the Deathly Hallows. And then Ron, being Ron, he would be obsessed with trying to get the Elder Wand. So the the thing he wanted most in his heart was the Elder Wand. So they could click the Deluminator and it would teleport him, not back to Hermione and Ron like it does in the book, but it would teleport him to Hogwarts, to Dumbledore's grave, so they can acquire the, the Elder Wand. Huh. Okay. I, you know what? I guess I didn't pay that close of attention, but I didn't realize the Deluminator teleported to. Why do you think Ron gets back? I, n- I never actually really thought that deep into it. I literally thought it was just something that pulled light from, uh, pulled light or, or did you watch the movies and read the books? Yeah, I didn't read the books. No, but I, I, I watched, watched all, the, movie. all the movies. Yeah, right? I, I didn't pay that, so, I guess, that close attention. Ron leaves the group. I do know that. Yeah. He disapparates and then he tries to constantly go back. And every night the deluminator, like every time Hermione or, or Harry says his name, uh, he can hear it coming from the deluminator and he can click it. An orb of light comes out hits him in his chest and he clicks the deluminator and it teleports him or apparates him nearby uh, Harry and Ron. I haven't watched these movies in or a long Harry time. Harry and Hermione. I haven't watched these movies in a long time and I'm going to have to go back and rewatch them and try and pay attention to that. Yeah, I mean, it's very, that's, that's how he gets back to the group after he leaves them. It makes sense. It entirely makes sense. I just never paid attention. But, and so that's the only plot thing that the deluminator has is to get, get Ron back to them. And you go, why did Dumbledore leave that to him? And it's like, oh, he must have known that you would want to come back to us after you left. And he's like, that's a shitty thing for Dumbledore to think that you fucking, uh, you were going to leave the group and then fucking come back. Yeah. So, but like these guys go through and they, they, like, they, they explain it all a little bit better. Like, uh, how the, they, they, the one, the one bit of magic or the one puzzle that's protecting the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's Stone you know, Dumbledore's spell on the mirror where only person that could get the stone is someone who wanted it but did not use it. So right there, that's the only protection you need. Quirrell, whoever could be staring at the mirror and would never be able to get the stone back because they would always want to get the stone to use the stone. Mm-hmm. So that right there is 100% protected. So why put all these other rooms and traps in front of it and puzzles? It doesn't make any sense to have all that there. It makes more sense when you go, Dumbledore needs to test Harry to see how he will handle situations and see if he can be a leader and whatnot. So he has all the teachers set up all these puzzles in front of it to see how Harry can get through. That's why a 10-year-old can get through all these puzzles to protect. And not one goddamn situation where Harry was a leader either. I swear. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I'm, I might have used words wrong, but you know. I know, I know. But like he sets all this stuff up in front of the stone. To see how Harry does in the situation, to see you know what would happen. Well, what about He's, the what about the whole thing where like so, being in possession of a Horcrux, it it changes your mental state. It makes you angry, and it it um, and it puts you in that that state of mind. That's why like when Ron's wearing the Horcrux in the seventh book. He, that's why he gets angry and he leaves. Well, he's already in a bad mood, and it, that the having the Horcrux around him amplified it way too much. Right. So, I mean, that that could explain why the Dursleys were fucking evil and shit towards. That's a, that's a, that's a fun theory. But also, to devolve from that, why doesn't it affect anybody else that's around Harry? Yeah. Well, see, that that that's why that's just a theory. Yeah. Of since Harry was technically a Horcrux from like from being a kid, he's corrupted the Dursleys. And that's why they're so nasty and evil to him. Mm-hmm. But then you go, everybody else that's around him doesn't really get that bad. Um, 
you know, you, they probably explain it a little bit better in whatever theory you can find online. But yeah, I mean, that's a fun little theory of like the Jerseys aren't actually terrible people. But when, but you can you can debunk it by because his uh this uh Harry's mother, her sister, I forget, I'm forgetting names. Uh, Ver, Ver, Verona. Yeah, Verona. I don't know. No, but like uh his, his sister, yeah. uh, his mother's Lily, and uh, for, I forget the aunt's name. I can't. Um, Petunia. Yeah. Something like that. But um, she's already uh like you, you from the back when you flash back to oh, Snape. Yeah. They, you can tell that she's already kind of snooting, doesn't like fucking the wizarding world. And her, uh, you know, when, when they were, as adults, Lily and her would, like, argue, still argue a lot. And she didn't like that world. So you can already tell that they were snobby, shitty people before Harry was even born. Mm-hmm. So you kind of, that kind of falls apart a little bit. Yeah. But then Maybe again. it just enhances their, it amplifies their anger. Yeah, but then, like, you can go, and you, when you look through the books, like, well, that, that's another hole. It was like. Harry's a Horcrux. Harry's been around all these people, but it's not affecting all these other people. Does it work different because he's a human? Like it's not explained. J.K. Rowling does not explain this shit in her book. Yeah, and it takes people online to dig deep and you know theorize what's going on that makes Harry Potter to me like really good. When you put all these other theories in place that somebody else have, has thought of, makes it really good. But, but it it by itself, I. I'm like, uh, I went back and re-listened to it, like last year, all seven books last year, and uh, you just go through and you're like, this is kind of not good. Like I've listened to so many stories and other audiobooks that build the world better, build everything, build the characters a lot better, and you go through Harry Potter and you're like, I understand this is like meant for kids. Yeah, you know, it was written for children and it was evolving as the kids grew up with the series, so I understand that. But you're like. It's not the greatest world building. It's not the greatest, you know, character development and like mm. I'm forgetting. I'm, I'm blanking on the word. Uh, character growth or whatever. Sure. You know, you go. And you, like, Ron doesn't really develop that much. Hermione doesn't really develop that much. Harry develops the most because he's the main character. But like Draco Malfoy doesn't get a a, a story arc. He doesn't get like an ending arc. He kind of just like he's a bad guy. He's like the main. And the main rival, rival, till the end where he kind of like at book seven where he's there at the man the manor Malfoy Manor, and he's uh he's in there like trying to his father was like is that Harry Potter there because Harry's face is all messed up, and he's like is that him is that him and Draco kind of goes I don't know it could be him I'm not sure and that's the only thing Draco does good yeah and then how he's like hesitant to stand by Voldemort's side at the end. Well, that's uh, in the movie. Well, oh, that's, is that just in the movie? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just in the movie that Draco goes over okay. like that. But then all of a sudden, at the very, 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 very end, they're at the, they're they're in the future. They have their kids, and they're all going, and and yeah. there he is, just nods. Yeah, I mean that same thing happens in the book where they're they're kind of like they're not they're not friendly toward each other, but they're like, how's it going? They're they're civil with each other instead of. You know, yeah. You know, but, I you, I know you tried to kill me a long time ago, but you know it's cool. Well, yeah, uh, but uh, it's just like they, he didn't get an, he didn't get like an ending arc. He's kind of just like he's the main bad guy, and then he does one kind of okay thing here, and that's it. And you're like, well, that wasn't really that wasn't that. development at all. Yeah, or the fact that fucking like, hey, I don't know. It's just I like it. I like the story. I like the world. I just you know, for me, it could be like. 
go a little better. Yeah, I mean, I don't read enough to or or listen to audiobooks or anything like that enough to to be able to give valid inputs. I mean, for that matter, for Christ's sakes, I couldn't remember one key point of the whole series. You know, I couldn't remember what the fucking Deluminator did. So, uh, I mean, I'm not like the best uh, the best person to talk to about shit like this because I couldn't give you a good answer. But I, I mean, there are definitely some interesting theories out there. Um, about how certain events take place and um, what they mean, but it, it would be better if it came directly from an author. Yeah, like even like you, you first see the Deluminator in the very first chapter of the first book. Yep, and she calls him the Light Put Outer. <laughs> he's like he grabs something out of his pocket that's shaped like a cigarette lighter, and he's clicking it, turning off all the lights. And he and he puts his Light Put Outer away, and like okay, well I guess we we the readers. We don't know what that is, so yeah, you keep it mystery and go, okay, it's a light put outer. But then it shows back up in like uh, another book, like not the final book, but another book where it's not called the Deluminator, it's still called like his light put outer or something. And then a little bit later, in like one book before the last, it's called the Deluminator. And then in the seventh book, it's yeah, you know, like you didn't really put much thought into it. like you wanted that little one item that we saw at the very beginning of the book be part of the last book but you didn't put much thought into what it was called until like near the very end but then there, there, there's people that go well no she published all, like her like journal when she was writing you can see all these little things in Martin all this shit she wrote down how she had it all scripted out and I'm like she might have had the whole story stripped, uh, uh, you know, scripted out but she didn't put she put some thought into it but not a lot I don't think well just like the there's another book series that you were into that you're talking about there's two books out now you're waiting on the third one it's just been forever but cuz he he wrote it all out he had the plan for it he just can't put it together well yeah um yeah that'd be a uh, Patrick Rothfuss uh the King Killer Chronicles and like that book the world building is so in depth and it's like a lot of it makes sense and, like and it's just like he spent too much time building the world you know, and but yeah, it's been like twelve years, and we're still waiting on the the last book. And he's putting out like updates, like almost every other day on YouTube. But uh, about getting a little bit closer, he's kind of now more happy to where the book's at because he had to do a bunch of rewrites. Because he wrote all this stuff in like college, as like a little project of his own. Like he's like, I'm, I don't, this ain't gonna get published. I just want to write this story, and he wrote it down. And then as it was getting published, he needed to change some things and rearrange some things. And then when he's getting to what he's wrote, written down in uh, college, and he's like, I need to turn this right here into the third book. And it's like, and it's not working right. So it's, it's taking him 12 years to get it, you know, to fit better. I wish I could write a book, man. Like an actual, real... I wish I had the ability, the knowledge, and the, the capability of designing and building a whole world for people to just fall in love with. I, I just don't have the imagination for shit like that. Play Dungeons & Dragons. Honestly? Yeah, I mean... Probably, but that, that was another thing too. I'd never had the imagination for Dungeons and Dragons either. I remember, I remember in high school sitting there hanging out with you guys while you're all playing, and I'm just hanging out, spectating, and I'm listening to your whole story and the whole campaign and everything like that. And I can't, I can't see it. Right? I can hear it all. I'm listening to it all, but I can't like visualize this world that you're building. Um, the only thing I remember is the classic trope of like this one's lying, this one's telling the truth. Which door do you go through? Oh yeah, that stupid puzzle. Yeah, uh, that's the only thing I can really remember out of it. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't remember a lot of that campaign uh, because I remember I was just thrown in last minute because somebody else was playing, 
and then they didn't really understand what Dungeons and Dragons was. And they're like, yeah, I'll play. And they're like, oh, no, this is not what I wanted to sign up for. And so they dipped out, and they needed somebody to take that, that person's spot. So I was like, I'll do it. And then I'm, I'll be like, I, I was the probably second most experienced person in that group. The guy who was running the game than me, we were, we were like the top yeah. the top two. Everybody else was like newish to the game. And uh, I, I couldn't tell you much what happened in there. Like, I just, like, yeah, I don't know. I was trying to, I was trying to build a world with the guy and the, the, you got just dickwads over here and they making stupid jokes and like, I'm going to go rob the bar. I'm going to go, can I sleep with that girl at the bar? And like, like, I guess, I mean, it's a role playing game. You can do whatever you want, but like, there's more stuff to, like, there's a war going on out here with like, like the orcs are going to be here in like 10 days. Like, like we need to fucking get a game plan together. We need to defend this town. We need to do. I want to get drunk and sleep with the whores. Cool, man. But we gotta. There's fucking orcs. Or all right. I was just like Tyrion. <laughs> Everything's going on. He'd rather get drunk and sleep with whores. Yeah, I mean, but like you, know, you could and you could work that into a story. You you can work that into his like his character. He's under pressure and he's stressed out. Like this, but no, they're they're fucking just dickwads dicking around. Mm-hmm. And you, like I've taken that game and I've rewritten most of it down, mainly in my head. But like I've reworked it into a story that makes sense. Like I've taken those things, and I'm like, okay, how do I make this make sense? Like why would that character do that thing? And I'm writing I'm writing their characters' backstories and backgrounds and shit, and you know. Why is my why is my paladin who at the time in D and D rule set had to be lawful good? You couldn't have a fucking chaotic neutral paladin, but it had to be lawful. Why is he with this group of fucking misfits? And I wrote a whole story of why he ha- he's stuck around with these misfits and who these misfits are and why this and why are they the ones defending the town from the orcs or the city? And like how do we all I, I wrote all that stuff myself because <laughs> they fucking weren't doing anything to the story. Yeah, I, I couldn't I couldn't do any of that. I mean, best case scenario, I could be like, I cast a spell of thunder. Roll. Shit. Seven. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I, I, I grew up with it a bit. Yeah. I like storytelling. I like right, making stories. So Dungeons Dragons, you're part of the, you know, you help build the world. Yeah, see, you and I, our, our fathers are both uh, nerds or geeks, if you will, but they are in their own separate categories, right? Your dad was the... The board game and um, tabletop, tabletop gaming geek, gaming geek, and my dad was like sci-fi, Star Trek, and Doctor Who geek. My dad, my dad also watched you know Star Trek and whatnot. Right, but, but like my dad was more on like doing all the gaming, video gaming, computers, and, and fantasies. And, and, and my dad created an entire Klingon character and dressed up as one. Yeah, uh, right. I mean, he, he fucking he's isn't he fluent in Klingon? I don't know if he is anymore, but at one point in time, yes, he was very fluent in, in Klingon. He could speak the Klingon language, um, and he had the whole getup, the armor, the ridges on his forehead, Bat-lif. the batlith, the batlith. I think was the other one, the the, um, the single, the one. one-handed sword, um, and he uh, he had a whole character persona. He was Commander Krell. He even had an email address, CommanderKrell at Yahoo.com or something like that. Right, Fucking well, Klingons using Yahoo mail. Right. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> uh, I mean, so that that was my dad, right? He was the he he got into the sci-fi and even cosplay, cosplay and cosplay shit like that. before cosplay was a thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he had all of his friends. Like, he, we had, you know, people have uh, Christmas parties, people have birthday parties and shit like that. My dad had Star Trek picnics. 
right? All of his Star Trek friends, whether they were Commander or Klingon, would come to our house and they would have a, a fucking picnic um, and, and a get-together and everything. And it was it was cool. And they went to conventions together and shit. They they did charity bowling events together and shit. It, it was... Klingons bowling. Yeah. Honestly... Were and, they in the full get-up? Yes, my it? dad was in full get-up bowling. <laughs> And I kid you not. And you know what? I got to hand it to him. For being in full get-up, he actually did pretty decent. Uh, I still beat him because I was the actual bowler. (laughs) He he bowled all of like three times a year. You weren't like a baby Klingon? No, I did not dress up. Damn. You could never catch me in ridges. I'm sorry. But uh, what what about like today? No, I still wouldn't put ridges on. Dude, I dressed up like a fucking clown. Yeah, but I can't do the prosthetics on the ridges and shit. And I don't. Look, I won a toy once when I was a kid for knowing how to say where's the bathroom in Klingon. Right, because the dude's on stage, and I'm not. I you know, I still know, I still know how to say it. Shut up, Bigsby! I swear to God, why do you do this to me all the time? Um, I still know how to say I, it. I still know. Like, I I don't know the story because we've, we've yeah. said this story many times. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna say it here live on the air. But fucking, uh, how do you say where's the bathroom in Klingon? <laughs> Come on, motherfucker! Nuktak och pushpak eh. There you go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. Let that nerd flag fly, man. <laughs> so he's up on stage and he says this and asks somebody in the crowd to translate it. And I, me as this little fucking like seven year old kid, put my hand up. It means where's the bathroom? And I got this little fucking toy that I don't remember what it is. My dad knows what it is, but it looks like a fucking uh like a, an abominable snowman, fucking thing. Um, but I was like, as far as my dad is concerned, that was probably his proudest moment. <laughs> I'm so proud of my son. He knows how to say things in Klingon. I, I used to know a few phrases here and there, like success and where's the bathroom and um, fuck, I don't, I don't remember. There, were, there was several of them. I, I used to know a couple of phrases here and there because um, the Klingon language is very, like, it's very straightforward, man. It's all battle. It's all angry. It's all war. There's no, like, happy and kind and love and shit like that. So you only really have to know one emotion to know Klingon. Uh, <laughs> but... Yeah, man, uh, that was my dad, right? He did he did all that kind of shit. Um, so I didn't grow up with that that board t- uh, that tabletop board game shit. I I grew up in a video game era where you know I got a PlayStation when I was very young, but that didn't really help me build worlds. That just helped me experience them. If yeah, he's like, I I still remember like like the basement, like it's the basement of my house. The big table he had. That's why I have a big table, and like just the. I thought you were compensating. Yeah, that too. I have a small dick. Yes, I need a big table. <laughs> but like, I just remember like magic cards all over the D and D books everywhere. He was like early on with the computers and the, the 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 room downstairs that had like the water heater and shit that was full of like old computer parts and shit. And like we were there, we were there for like um, Ultima Online, e, uh, fucking DOS prompt and shit. No, I mean, Autumn Online was a little bit better than DOS Prompt stuff. Okay. I mean, the graphics were all right. Okay. Like, it wasn't fucking text-based on, you know. <laughs> but uh, you know, Autumn Online, EverQuest, we, like, he was there for the original, like, M- MMOs. And I was fucking, I was a young kid there, right there with him, you know, building these characters in this world, playing. Uh, I don't have any memories playing Dungeons & Dragons as a kid with my father. I remember being around a bunch. Like the only, the earliest I can, the earliest MMO I can remember is Lineage 2. Yeah. That was it. That's like early, that's like 2000-ish era. Yeah, I mean, we were what, like 11 or 12 years old, yeah. I think, so. But yeah, before that, we were playing EverQuest. Before that was Ultima Online. 
Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like my dad was the gamer. Like they would go out like every week and buy a new game and ch- you know, test out a new game. Like, oh, this week they're playing um, Mech Warrior or BattleTech, whatever the you know tabletop war game where you you know, have little mechs. And then they're like, ah, that game was kind of cool, but we went back to Dungeons and Dragons and then. Oh, we found this game. We'll play this game, and then next week, like, yeah, no, fuck that. We went back to Dungeons and Dragons. They they're playing Pathfinder, uh, first edition. These they don't like second edition. Okay. And they don't like D and D fifth edition. Okay. So they play by certain particular rules. They don't keep themselves updated. Yeah, but they them. still go out and they they try new stuff every. Yeah. I I think right now they they're like you know what they still do this to this day. They they still have a weekly game. Ain't that something? I mean, I think for a, a chunk of time. Like the 2000s era, um, my dad didn't see a lot of his friends. He was, you know, his his new wife and yeah, the marriages and shit. And the kids, like having his kids back at his house full time, and I don't remember him going out and hanging out with his friends a lot until after the fact, until after the whole uh, the marriage fell apart and everything, and we were back uh, living with the grandparents. Was he going back out and hang out with his friends again? But I think to that to this day, since that happened, they've been nonstop every week. They he at least hangs out with his best friend, or who I think is his best friend. Like and they go out to movies. And he's had like the same three or four friends like the same our entire five. lives. Yep. Five friends. Okay. I think I can only re- I can only I don't I can't think of their names off the top of my head, but I can only think of three names. Um. So I don't, I don't know the rest, but yeah, but it's the same small group of friends, and I think that's the one thing I've like I wanted so much in my life is I want that the same small group of friends that we all have like the problem with my friends none of us have the same fucking yeah interests and hobbies yeah and I was just like man I just want what my dad had I just want the, that that core group of friends that sit there and game and like I try to make it like that's why there's so many board games behind you because every other week I was buying a new board game to play He's like fuck it like I'm doing the same thing my dad did and his friends like let's try out this game this week let's try this game this week let's try this game. And uh, yeah, all they, that group fell apart. And shit, I got magic coming tonight. Like they're like. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I forgot you told me about that. They were planning to do it this week after our recording and shit. So. Yeah. So after two we done recording, they should be here around two, three ish. Shit. What time is it now? Because we still gotta get time to go get some grub. Yeah, get some food. Um. So yeah. So like, I'm slowly getting my game group together. Like we mainly play Magic the Gathering, which mm-hmm. is fine with me. It's an expensive fucking game to keep playing, but. Yeah, especially with all the new additions that keep coming out and shit. Yeah, like at least six sets a year. That's crazy. And you spend how much do you spend on each set? A couple hundred dollars at least, right? Uh, if I buy two booster boxes, that's uh, about a hundred bucks a booster box. Yeah, two two hundred. That's crazy. So you're unless, spend- there's, unless it's a specialty set, and those things are like two fifty a box. Yeah, so you're spending probably at least a grand a year on this game. Yep, and then that's not in the you. That's just to buy like loose card like packs, and you open up, and you might not even get the shit you want. And then you got to go build a deck and you're like, I'm, I need 30 cards. And you go online and you go, all right, those 30 cards are going to cost me 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then you purchase another 150 bucks to finish the deck because you can't fucking, you don't have the cards to do it. It's a hobby, man. Everybody's got a hobby that they spend money on. Yeah. But if we, if, if that, if that game group was like Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or Cyber, like any tabletop, like you just got to buy the books once and then you're set. You don't need to buy any more stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Like, can, can we play one of those games so I can quit spending so much money? I gotta save money here, guys. I didn't win the pot, the the Mega Millions. Yeah, just like fucking. 
that's rough. The fact that that the Mega Millions hit so in upset. Michigan. I'm so upset. Hit like ten minutes like from your house. Not too. even, man. That's like I think I know the exact Kroger that that was bought at. The Kroger in Novi. I'm pretty sure I know the exact Kroger that, that was bought at, man. That is like, yeah, that's like a ten minute drive from my place. But what, you think like if you're in that guy's spot, you would have got it? Is it is no? That, is I mean, why you're no. Upset? Just, it, it, I I understand the logic behind it doesn't make sense because it's not like just because I was there doesn't mean I would have gotten that ticket too or instead. All right, but damn man. No, I know I know it doesn't make sense that uh that I would get those numbers too. Just the fact that it was so close to home. All right, it could have easily been me. Okay, it could have easily been anybody. That's the way random numbers work. But it was so close to home. Like I might know the person that won. I, I might have very well passed by the person that won. I don't know. It, it's just damn man, that could have been me. We should be, we should be $970 million richer. Why us, though? Well, because I'm not greedy. I mean, well, so here's the thing. I, I say $970 million richer, but realistically, after, a, taxes, after taxes and everything. And uh, all the fees, you probably walk pro- away with four. Four or five. Four or five hundred million. But I don't need <gasps> that much money. What the fuck do I need $500 million for? Why will I ever need that in my life? I'm not greedy. I'm going to take care of my parents. I'm going to take care of my kid. I'm going to take care of my friends. I only have a few friends, so that's easy. Damn, he's just like, fuck my sister. Well, she's family. So, yeah, she's You said parents, Yeah, I, kid, I, I, I grouped friends. I grouped her in with parents because I, I, meant, I meant family at that moment in time. But, so, <laughs> yeah, fuck my sister. <laughs> fuck that bitch. Um, so, uh, but no, I don't need that much money, man. Like, everybody close to me will be set for life. Um. And that's 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 the fact of the matter. Look, even some of the people I work with, they'd be getting a random check in the mail because I'm never going back to work. So they'd get a random check in the mail. They can go start their own businesses, right? We would flourish at this podcast because we would have so much money to invest in it. We could do whatever the fuck we wanted with it. And it would just be a fun hobby. We wouldn't even have the pressure of trying to make anything big out of it. We could literally just, I mean, it's already a fun hobby, but we could do any fucking thing we wanted. Yeah, I mean, it just speed up, like, because there's a, you know, like, the reason why, like, this podcast doesn't do well on, like, YouTube and shit is because it's not visual. Yeah, it's just audio. So I'm looking at buying some cameras. And I'm, if I do, like, just, like, a bare bones, like, we can't, like, I can't do anything super fancy. So I do a one camera setup, like, at this end of the table pointing down at us. And that and it'll be a static camera shot as us sitting here. And, um... But it's like six, seven hundred bucks for a camera. That's crazy. And uh, then you either buy like some. I, I need better lighting than the lighting I have in here. And you, we got to like decorate the wall or something. You know, make it look decent. But yeah, so what's stopping me from doing that is the seven to a grand, seven hundred to a grand. I would need to spend on it. Look, we're five hundred million dollars richer, man. We can afford that shit, bro. We would have a full-on production studio too. Like, fuck sitting at this table. I mean, I like this table, right? But. Fuck sitting at this table, man. We would have a full-on production studio. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Man, I could launch my rap career. Your rap career? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, I, I mean, I don't I don't need that much money, man. I could change my entire... Look, I'm at a point in my life right now where if I hit a scratch-off for fucking, like, 10 grand, that changes my entire life. Yeah, I feel you there. It got to the point so bad where it, you fucking peer pressured me into buying a fucking lotto ticket. Ten dollars, though, man. Ten fucking dollars. And here's the here's the justification for it, right? 
again, it's gambling, right? And you should never be an advocate for gambling because people do have serious gambling addictions, and I recognize that. I have a mild gambling addiction. It's it's the but it's more of like controlled gambling, like poker and shit like that. But anyway, um, it's ten dollars, and the logic behind it is, yeah, it's ten dollars that you're just throwing into the wind. But that ten dollars has the chance to change your fucking life, and that's how I justify buying a few tickets here and there. Hell, a couple weeks ago, I bought twenty bucks worth. Yeah, no, the, like the first time a motherfucker spent twenty bucks. You know what I can do with twenty bucks? And guess how much I got out of that? Nothing. Exactly. I blew it, but it's okay. Right, I've blown twenty dollars on worse things before, man. I like. That's a lot of big nuggets, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what are they right now? They're like uh, ten pieces. They're like two for five right now. Uh, so that's uh, eighty nuggets, I think. Yeah. Basic math. Yeah, I mean, we could have bought eighty fucking nuggets with that, but instead, I bought ten lottery tickets that didn't win anything. How many nuggets could we buy with five hundred million? Oh shit. Um. All right. So. All right. Twenty per five. Um, times a hundred million, twenty hundred million. So what? Two billion. If I'm doing that math right, you buy two billion nuggets. I'd be happy with two billion nuggets. I think I, I, that's very crude <clears throat> math. I could be entirely off there, but how long would it take us to eat two billion nuggets? <laughs> well, you fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Nuggets in like five minutes, like shit. <laughs> Two billion, ten million. Um. Anyway, but uh, how many nuggets would fit in this apartment? All right, we're done. We're done with the nuggets. It's a lot of fucking nuggets, man. But listen, man, like it's unrealistic that we'll ever win the lottery. Yeah. Right. But it's unrealistic that anybody will ever win the lottery. But people still win the lottery. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, I don't know. Like the the few times, like I don't pay attention. I don't I don't play the lottery unless somebody's like, dude, it's fucking a billion dollars. Go play the lottery. My man said I don't even know how to buy a lottery ticket yesterday. <laughs> yeah, I barely know. How, like, I don't want to go up to the fucking counter and be like, uh, how do I how do I play? The, I I want I want to be in the lottery. I don't I, I don't want to go up there looking like an idiot. Yeah, can I get uh five easy picks for the Mega Millions, please? Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. I still I still went up there and I felt like an idiot when I was fucking. I was like, I bought a honey bun, a Diet Coke, and like, he's like, anything else? I'm like, yeah, uh, five Mega Million Quick Fix. And yeah. I was like, I, I felt stupid and dumb buying fucking tickets. And the fact that there's 20 people behind me and 10 people in front of me all buying tickets, I'm like, fucking, we're all stupid losers wasting our money here. Yeah, but it's it's a it's a gamble, man. It's, and I will continue. I don't buy them when they're like, when they when the jackpot's just been hit. Realistically, that's probably the best time to buy it. It doesn't increase your odds of winning, but like it increases your chances of not splitting it with somebody. Um, but I don't know, man. I I buy them when it's worth it to me, you know. And, and granted, yeah, like twenty million dollars is of course worth it. I would fucking give ten dollars for twenty million dollars any day of the week, right? But it's the it's the throwing it away for nothing kind of thing. Um, I, I'm more apt to do it when the jackpot's bigger. Yeah, I don't know. There's been a very couple of times I've I've dabbled with the you know the lottery, and then there's a time I went nuts with fucking scratch offs. Yeah, I used to be crazy with scratch offs. That scratch, I'm like, oh dude, that that five dollar ticket turned into twenty bucks, and I take that twenty bucks, I scratch twenty bucks worth of more tickets, and I got fifty bucks. I'm like, oh shit, I'm at fifty bucks now. 
And I take that 50 bucks, I put the 20 back in my pocket and spend $30 with the tickets and scratch it. And I'm like, fuck, I, had, I lost that $30. Yeah. Also, I have a, I have a friend that I used to work with back in uh, Orlando that he would buy, every week he would buy $100 with scratch offs. He'd buy like five $20 tickets. And he did pretty good on them. I mean, on multiple occasions, he'd hit $500. Uh, and that's great. Like, I wish I could fucking hit $500 on a scratch off, but I don't buy the expensive tickets either. I, I mean, the most expensive tickets I usually ever buy are like the $5 ones. But statistically speaking, you hit more on the more expensive tickets. Yep. The uh, a friend of mine, also a coworker who was uh, uh, recently, he, he passed on a couple years back, but uh, at least I'd see him twice a week and he had like four $20 scratchers. He, he just, he just punched into work and he's sitting there just with the scratchers. And I asked him, I'm like, hey, have you like, have you hit it? And, you know, you know, he's like, yeah, I've hit like 10 grand, 20 grand on them. Yeah. I'm like, fuck man. They... Crazy. I know somebody that buys the scratchers and they don't even scratch the whole thing. They just scratch the barcode at the bottom and check it. Cause it's, I mean, that's really all you have to do anymore is you scratch yeah. the bottom, bar, the barcode, check it and see if you won. Um, but uh, she's got this superstition that she buys them, she scratches it right there at the counter. If it's a winner, she immediately buys the next one because she heard a story. She knew a story about a girl who bought two, won off the first one, and was like, okay, well, this next one's a loser. And she fucking threw it away. But the guy at the counter convinced her to pick it back up and scratch it, and she won a million dollars on it. So, and she was ready to throw it away. Like, she wasn't even going to check it. She was just going to throw it away because she assumed it was going to be a loser because the one she just bought was the winner and they were back to back in the row. Yeah. Because like, it's like one in six or something like, I don't know. There's something yeah. about like, they, like one in six or one in 10. So if you buy like a roll of 10, one of those might, you know? Yeah. So, but at that point it's like, well shit, she almost threw that one away. So she always, she always scratches it. If it's a winner, she buys the next one in the row too, just to be sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Every time I see someone win the lottery, it's either either a really old person, and it, I mean that's fine. Like they'll get a couple more years where they can relax and be comfortable, and, and their then, whole family's gonna be set too. And then their family might be set, but then like, you like that fucking family. Like, are they just gonna blow it all? Yeah. The other people that win the lottery are dickwad douchebags that blow it all real quick, real. You know the first rule about winning the lottery. All right, if you ever ever win the lottery, first thing you do. You don't tell anybody. Nope. First thing you do is you call a you lawyer. You don't announce it on a podcast that five people listen to either. Yeah. You call a lawyer. Yep. The first thing you do is get a lawyer. The second thing you do is get a financial advisor. You have the lawyer communicate with the financial advisor. This is before you call anybody. You don't call your best friend. You don't call your dad. You don't call anybody. You call a lawyer and a financial advisor. And you can actually have a trust set up for you, and you can have the trust cash the ticket for you. Because there's actually better tax breaks if a trust catches the ticket. Um, but you can't sign the ticket yet. You have to, like, if you sign the ticket, it's it's done. But once everything is set up and you have a trust set up, you have the trust cash the ticket. Um, you get And you get more out of it that way. But, yeah, man, I, if only. That, that would fucking, I mean, it would change anybody's life. But I have visions of fucking winning the lottery. And I don't even know what I would do with all the fucking money. I don't need it all. There's no fucking way I need all that. Yeah, I I, I don't like to think about it because like that's where you that's where you start getting really like really you get your hopes up and your hopes up and you like I bought that ticket I'm like whatever and I just shoved it in my wallet and I didn't think about it 
And then I didn't think about it until you was like, fuck, man, someone won to Michigan. And I was like, oh, and like, oh not, not one of us. Oh, damn. But, uh, yeah, you just can't think. Like, I can't say, like, oh, man, I could buy myself a house. I'd build me a podcast studio. I'd do this. I'd do that. Just You just got to, like. Yeah. I mean, the last thing you want to do is get your hopes up because that's how you get depressed when you lose. But. Yeah, so you just, I just ignore it. That's why I don't, I don't play that often. I don't play very. I rare, this is the first time I played the lottery in, like, five, six years. Yeah. You know, I, I grab yeah. it. I grab one every once in a while, man. But it's not like I don't do it every week. My mom used to get them every week. Yeah, I don't know. It's just I don't know. What what would you do with five hundred million? Because like when you look at it, like it's what you say. You have five hundred million, so you go fuck it. I'm gonna buy this house, two point five million dollars. I'm gonna go buy six cars, and they're all like like a million a year, five hundred thousand, two hundred thousand, and then you gotta upkeep on all that. The more you spend on your life. The higher your upkeep's gonna be. However, oh, go ahead. I'll let you finish. See, that's like, and that's what most people do. They buy the big fancy house, the big fancy car, the big fancy this. They buy all this furniture. They buy maids and fucking uh, maintenance people and this, and have everything in their life taken care of so they can relax. And that gives you such a high upkeep where you're burning through millions of dollars keeping up that high upkeep. Mm-hmm. When the reasonable thing to do is buy a reasonable house, a reasonable car. Take half, half if not more, depending on how much it is, how much is there, how much you want, either five hundred million or a couple million, or like five, six million, whatever. Take half or more, throw it like uh, invest that, and take another chunk, then half of the half, put that away, and you basically live off the interest that you've. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say. So there's a situation where a guy was. A guy invested it or he put it away or something like that. And he was making like $27,000 a day just on interest. Yep. So he's at a point where as long as he's spending less than $27,000 every day, he's got more money tomorrow than he did yesterday. Yeah. So like, that's how I see Like, I wouldn't go buy a $2 million house and a million dollar car. Mm-hmm. I'd buy me <clears throat> just a decent house that I would be comfortable in. Look, the way I look at it, four bedroom, full basement, a little bit of land. That's all I need. Yeah, so I'd buy, just buy a house. I'd, I wouldn't even buy it. I'd take my two vehicles, my two trucks, and I'd go ship them off to go get, like, fully re- like repaired and restored, you know, and get them all running pretty good. And I'd just have those two trucks go back and forth, a decent house. The rest of the money, let's say, let's just let's drop the number down from $500 million. Let's say, like, 30 let's say $30 million. I take 15 and I'd go, and that would immediately get put into, like, uh, I'm blanking on words now that you you would invest that 15 million okay, and like, live off the interest of that like a broker. And the other 15 you would use that to buy the house, fix up your things, buy some furniture, buy a couple of luxuries and then like shit, I 50 you got 15 like I don't think I could spend a million dollars on like a house, vehicles and luxuries. So let's say like um, so yeah, I still got 14, maybe 13 million left there. I'd put like 10 million away. I take three million, help out a couple people, uh, like you, my dad, my sister. That's it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you just live off the interest. You get money banked up for like even want to do something stupid or crazy, like fucking, I don't know. And then you, I don't know. That's that's how I would do it. Even with five hundred million, I'd take fucking four hundred million, go invest that. Take a hundred million, buy a house, vehicle, car. Everybody else would get a little bit bigger of a chunk. Like you, my dad, my sister would get like a little bit bigger chunks. And then I probably still have my job at the grocery store too. Honestly, I wouldn't. You gotta I, keep, I would, you gotta keep yourself busy in your mind. I, I would I would find 
a job that I enjoyed doing. But I wouldn't I wouldn't keep the job I have. I see it as like if like the the reason why that job is so stressful is I I feel like I make so little money and everything's dependent on that job. Like it's so stressful because I need like I want to do the job correctly. I want to do it efficiently. I want to do it this way. I don't get paid enough. I don't get appreciated enough, and all that stress just you know builds on you. And uh, I think I'd go back to school. Yeah, and it all builds on you, and it's just it's crushing. And you, any minute, I could probably like might lose this job, and everything falls apart. If you have millions stacked away, all that stress and pressure just goes away, yeah. and you just go to that work, you hang out with the people you like there, you do your job. And at the end of the day, he's like, I don't fucking care. This job means nothing to me. This is what I do for eight hours so I don't go insane in my house. Yeah. And that's how I would look at it at that point. Well, so I'm taking a sabbatical, first off. Like, I'm taking a solid month off, at least. I ain't doing shit. At least a solid month off, right? Um, realistically, I'm quitting that job. Um, 100% quitting that job. But then I'm taking, at very least, I'm taking a fucking month off sabbatical. And then I start looking for jobs after that just to keep myself busy. Um, but I'm going to be looking for something that I enjoy doing, not giving a shit about what the pay is, because honestly, I don't give a shit about what the pay is at that point, but something that I would enjoy fucking doing. I'm not going to keep doing this, this job where it's stressful and that even if I don't care about the money, it's still fucking stressful. Um, because at, at my current job, honestly, I don't care about the money to me. It's, it's, it's a fucking job, right? I can get another job. I'm not worried about if I lose this job. But it's fucking stressful. And every day I wake up regretting my life choices that led me to this point. And I think to myself, like, why am I fucking working here? My my level of mental, like, happiness, I guess, if you will, has declined greatly since I got this job. And I used to, like, I've hated jobs before. I have. But not like this, man. Not not like, I've I've been stressed at other jobs, but not like I have here. Um, the morale at this pro at this job is hard because everybody, it's not even just me. Like this isn't, uh, I'm just miserable because I'm a, I'm a fucking miserable sack of shit. The morale at this place is low because everybody hates it there. And that, that changes everything. So hundred percent, I'd quit this job. I'm taking a month off sabbatical at least just to fucking clear my head off of anything. And then I'll find something I enjoy doing. Maybe I'll go back to school and finish the degree in engineering that I wanted. Yeah, I mean, like I see it as like I would put all my energy. I'm I'm already putting all my energy into this podcast. I, I just th- that the the job at the grocery store was just so I can not be stuck because me left alone with say millions of dollars in a house and I'm not doing shit. It's the bad thing. <laughs> Cocaine, heroin. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I was thinking more like like a bunch of love dolls and <laughs> lube. A lot of lube, drowning lube. There's, there's a whole like sex dungeon oh. with a bunch of like silicone dolls. It's crazy, and they, they all have different outfits and dresses and names, and they all sit at the dining room table, and I have conversations with all of them. A couple of them are dressed in, as guys. Why not? I mean, I ain't here to judge. <laughs> yeah, you you can't leave me in, you can't leave me alone in the house with millions of dollars. You I end up having mannequins and. Dolls everywhere, and talking to them, and having conversations, and like this is Cindy, this is <laughs> this is Lucy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I need to keep myself somewhat busy, and you could go to that grocery store, and just like, yeah, it's still it's, it's a shit job, and it's stressful at times, 
But a lot of that stress is lifted off you. You kind of go, whatever, don't care. I'm just like, I'm just here. I'm doing my things. Like, I get mad and I don't know. Like, for some reason, you get mad and angry at people and shit. And you're like, I don't care. I don't care. Fuck it. Fuck it. Just sit here and do my do my job. Don't care. Got millions in the back, but they. I should be able to go to work and do the same thing right now. It's like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care. I just do my job. But there's a lot more pressure and stress on it because you know it's so little money, so shit, and everything in my life will fall apart as soon as that job's gone. That's fair. On a on a random side note, before we wrap up here, I feel like this episode we've hit the mic collectively more times than we ever have. Yeah, I, I don't. I do hand gestures a lot. Well, like, and I've hit the mic a few times. You've hit the mic a few times. Like, this is collectively this has been a very mic heavy episode. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> but anyway, man, uh, I think we should wrap up here. Let's go get some grub. You got people coming over in a little while. Uh, what we, we got on time? Uh, it's like uh, quarter to one. Oh, it's one o'clock. Oh, yeah. We we got they, we got an hour before they get out of work. Okay. And then they're gonna drive down here a half hour. We got some time. Yeah, uh I didn't know what the fuck we were gonna do today with this episode. I mean it, it went it flowed well, man. It went from fucking ghosts to the lottery. So. I was sitting there like, all right, we can talk about the lottery for a minute, but then I'm like, what else like well I have been watching a bunch of spooky shit, and if Nick's still watching some spooky shit, we can talk about that. Like That's like 35, 40 minutes. We got a fucking hour 25. Yeah, that's a good one. So, yeah, like I was sitting there like, fuck, man. Like I was really down on myself. Like, you don't understand. I'm sitting there going, I, I, I'm not an interesting person. I have nothing to talk about. Why the fuck do I think starting a podcast? Because I have no, I have nothing. Why would I try to start a podcast? I, have no, I, I don't know what the fuck to talk about. He's coming over in an hour. I'm like, fuck, I don't fucking know what we're going to do. Well, we never do. Yeah, but for some reason, it just hit me really hard. I was like, why am I even trying? Why even bother doing all this? And then at the fucking end of the day, we got fucking an hour, 20 minutes of it, and I felt pretty good about it. Yeah. But I was like, all week. This wasn't just like this morning. It was all week, like, stressing, like. I'm already working on titles for this one. Don't worry. I got this one in the yeah. bag. But it was just like, all week. I was like, fuck, what are we going to do? What are we like? Why did I think I was should make a podcast and try to sit here and talk? Because. I got nothing. I live such a dull, boring, shitty life. Why would I even try to do this? And then even up to until you got here, I was like, fuck, I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do about this episode. This might be the end. I'm like this is here, we're gonna prove it today that I shouldn't be doing this and fucking we we, we fucking busted it out and fucking We'll do it again next week too. We'll do it again next week and fucking crazy, man. Yeah. But I, I you know, hopefully the five people out there listening enjoy what we talk about too, so I hope so. I mean, I think the the uh, the 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 period switched over right recently. Like you know, I don't know what you're trying to say. You know, like when you look at, you look at uh, the fiscal calendar, the oh, fiscal oh, periods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, I think it switched over because all the numbers went to zero. Okay. And I was like, wait, how did people like that was that was twelve yesterday? Oh, now so it's like, zero. So not like the quarter. The quarter, yeah. Yeah, because we're in Q one of the year now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he switched over, and all the numbers went to zero. I was like. Oh no! What happened? <laughs> Our podcast failed. <laughs> and then, but it's like uh, Spotify shows three uh, three listeners, six fo- uh, no, it's three followers, six listeners, and like like uh, fifty six starts and forty streams or something like that. I don't know what those numbers mean, really. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you for certain. There's at least a couple of people at my job that have been uh, listening a little bit, like. Uh, you know, my, my groundskeeper, he tells me every week when the episode drops, he's like, well, that's what I'm doing today. So that's I mean, cool. I feel cool about that. There's another person in my office that, um, 
I, I didn't want everybody in my office listening to it, but she told me she listened to a couple episodes on her way to Lansing one day. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, the, the audience is slowly growing, and I, I, I do appreciate that. So Yeah, like, hopefully, like, right now, it's, like, it's people we know and one stranger in Australia. Yeah. I, you know what? I still, kudos to that guy, man. He's yeah. sticking around. Um, I'm... Uh, very happy we've reached all the way across the world to Australia. And then, like, I know one, like one of my, the guy, one guy at work listens to it. And then I've given, I've given it out to a couple other people, but they have not given me any feedback yet. If they've listened to it or what? Yeah, same. And then we've got my mom who's trying to. And then your mother, us. I'm fucking a little bit longer episode this week. Fucking like your mom does my taxes. But I think we mentioned that last week. And I'm sitting there like, so tell me about this podcast. I'm like, what do you want to know about the podcast? Like, well, one. Nick says, Nick won't tell me any information about it, and he just says it's a podcast where my mother shouldn't be listening to it. Basically. I said it's probably something that a mother shouldn't hear her son talk about. Yeah, she quoted you exactly, or, you know, but I some, I couldn't remember exactly what she said. But she says something that a mother shouldn't, be, shouldn't listen to. I'm like, well, yeah, I just don't think you'd find it interesting to listen to because we just talk about dumb shit. And he's like, well, like, can you tell me the information? I'm like, I don't know if I can tell you the information. I don't know if Nick wants me to tell you. I mean, at this point, hell, whatever, man. I'm not embarrassed by anything. So. I am. I know you are, but, like, I'm not embarrassed for myself. I would, I'm just more so, like, I'm embarrassed for my mother if she were to try and listen to this. And my dad wants to share the link or something like that to his his world. Yeah. And it's like, uh, the people that are affiliated with them, I'm not sure are going to be interested. Because we have this, um, the demographic is, like, between the ages of 20 and 29, maybe 30 or something like that, right? So That's just, that's just what, what the Spotify numbers show. Right. But I just don't think the demographics are appropriate for... Like, I don't think the topics are appropriate for the demographics that are following my parents. Um, but, I mean, who knows? Whatever, right? I mean, I'm all for branching out and adventuring. There's, there's yeah. probably some people out there that are 65 years old that would love this shit. Yeah, I don't know. I've had a couple people go, "Hey, so what's your podcast?" I'm like, "I ah, don't listen to it. It's trash." And uh, no, because I, it's an embarrassment on myself. Like, uh, I know you personally, and I don't, I don't want to look you in the eye every time I, yeah. you know, after you've listened to yeah, me talk you, uh, about masturbation for 15 seconds. One of the like one of the drivers for the grocery store that drops off beer, he's like, "So I started listening to your uh, your podcast." And I'm like, "Oh shit, I I've t- I talked about you on the episodes. Which one are you listening to?" And I'm like. Oh no, that is the one I talked. To, like I, I was talking about you in that one. How'd you? Ooh, don't listen to the podcast, guy. <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff, man. But yeah, whatever. I, I'm I'm happy with the progress we're making. So yeah, I mean it's like I said, it's it's slow. Like, but hey, I, the numbers like it's still like solid. The same, it's, it's the same amount of people every day. Like the numbers are like five, five, five. Like every time a new episode comes up, it's five, five, five. But that's better than the three, three, three. It was a couple. Exactly. You know, so. so it was like, it was only like three people. Now it's five. And then another month, maybe it's six or seven. And then in two years, maybe we'll have 30. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. I mean, I don't care. The, the whole point of this is to meet excuse for me and you to hang out. Yeah. And, uh, even though sometimes most of the weeks it feels like we were str- we're sc- like struggling to get together and fucking make it happen, but we we make it happen and we get to we get it going. True story, man. This is so far the easiest week. He's like, yeah, I'll be there in ten minutes. Like, sweet, we don't have to fucking run yeah, around I mean, in circles. It, it, and- was, it was super convenient. I didn't have to worry about it. I had to I had to pick up my kid Thursday. Um, he didn't have a babysitter for Friday, so 
I had to come back today. His mom's got the gender reveal for their new baby. Oh yeah. Um, today. So yeah, I, I forgot that was happening. Yeah, so I had to make sure he was home early today. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll get, I'll get him there first thing in the morning." Cool. Yeah, yeah, man, it worked out fine. The dog sat there all quiet, snoring. Yeah. And now, and now we can go eat. Now we can get something to eat and uh, you turn this. Let me turn the turn the fader back. Turn up. the fader back up before we fucking exit. I forget to do that every goddamn time. I could just put it all in post, like after the fact. Nah, fuck that. It's cooler here. It's all live. Yeah, it's all like I don't know. But fuck it. Like we're we're fucking rambling now. We we should have cut this off like fifteen minutes ago. So. Whatever. Fuck it. Later. Bye. Thank you.